We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we're recording this after the Warriors Dallas Mavericks game, and feels like the most complete win. Maybe not of the season, but it's been a minute since they've had a complete win like this. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's been at least a month plus. I, I kind of don't count that Chicago win because it was kind of sandwiched between just a bunch of terrible performances. It seems like a blip. So like maybe since the Jazz, maybe Christmas, you could say, right? Like it's also, also like yeah, good point. Like Levine goes down. That was just kind of a weird game in <laughs> yeah. general. I don't really count uh, it. Yeah, no. I mean, this was um, all things considered. You know, Draymond's still out. We're going to get an update over the weekend where that's at. Nothing sounds like it's moving faster than that. But in general, I thought tonight just great win. Probably the best that Clay's played with the team. Like the, the concept of Clay playing well while everyone else plays well together. Just an all around strong team win. Yeah. Uh, everything. It was a little bit like touch and go to start. Like they didn't score for the first three plus minutes or so. So it was a little frustrating. It looked like they'd been the last few weeks. But once they started going, it was classic. Clay, get Clay the rock. By the way, the first couple threes that Clay made looked really weird. It looked like he was aiming them in. I mean, he's that good at winning anyway. After that, he was he was free flowing. Um, but the defense was fantastic from the beginning. Kevon Looney, I actually didn't mean to start with Kevon Looney, Sam, but he is incredible defensively Wait, right now. This, and all the season. most the most hipster take possible. <laughs> the Warriors just, score 130 points, just, second highest point total of the season. <laughs> and you want to highlight the guy, the only guy. In the rotation, who didn't score? <laughs> he didn't score tonight. I love it. Just anyway, just Andy Andy Kerr right now giving game <laughs> balls for rebounds. You think uh, he gave the game ball to Looney? Like, of course he did. Um, yeah, but you, you know, I, we can go through a lot of lot of it. You, you kick off where we should start, but it's just it's just this defense, and it was fantastic. And then they finally got the offense back to normal. Yeah, I mean, so. If you've been watching the Warriors all season, you know this is a defensive first team. Uh, the, the Splash Brothers, the offense, uh, the system, whatever it may be, gets all the highlights. 
But this team is really predicated on defense and getting out in transition. And particularly since Draymond's gone down, that hasn't been a thing, um, at least with the consistency we're used to. And we, we know they're never going to defend at the same level without Draymond that they do with Draymond. But tonight against, what would you consider Dallas? They're like a, they're a good team, but they're definitely not a contender, right? Yep. Like they're yep. a, they're second tier. They're a solid playoff team. Yep. This team played great defense, got out to transition, hit their shots and basically played Warriors basketball. There's no there around it. Uh, Steph Curry looked like Draymond tonight because it felt like he went out of his way to find people open shots. Uh, he got to the hole to kick back out, and he didn't. He missed out on a lot of assists just because he got the hockey assist. Uh, Sam, how many split cuts did you count tonight? Because I didn't count very many, at least not in, <laughs> not in the moments. Uh, it just it felt like they ran an offense that said, "Hey, we're gonna get Steph the rock. We're going to have our best players create." Jordan Poole, your guy, fantastic tonight. Just incredible on and off the ball and shooting the ball. And when those two guys are able to create and get to the hole, like, it opens up everything for everyone else. So I feel like that's a good point. The split cuts, the split cuts work when you have Draymond Green and Stephen Clay feeling yes. it moving off screens. Yes. The split cuts without Draymond Green, it just it's it's a pointless offense for this team. And it looks like they're probably gonna be without Draymond for longer than two weeks, probably till all-star break at minimum. Um, just reading between the lines, the way they're speaking, like I don't expect Draymond to be back anytime soon. Um, and that means Steph has to take more of a playmaking role. And like tonight's a perfect example. Steph had 18 points, seven for 16 from the field. By the way, shout out Steph, just still chucking those end of quarter, three quarter shots. I could but, never. But but what what matters with him is he was making the right play. He had seven assists in three quarters, um, 18, seven, and nine. And if you watch the game, my main takeaway was Steph was kind of orchestrating the whole offense. Yep. And that's yep. kind of what it's been since Draymond's been out there now, four and one on this homestand. And I expect it to be this way for the duration of Draymond being out. Like Steph doesn't get to be off mall as much as he likes to. He, it's going to be a lot more 25 and 10, you know, 23 and 9 instead of uh, 35 and 4, 33 and 5, those type of games. Like, he's, he has to take more of a playmaking role. This team has guys who can hit shots and score. They kind of don't have that many playmakers. Steph kind of has to take that role, at least until Draymond comes back. Yep, and and he should. And he should. And we've been calling for this for a long time and that's the right move and we don't need to see anybody else have the ball and he's good enough he's always been good enough they just prefer and I think he probably prefers to do it this way and I think it's a matter of getting his muscle memory back to playing this way because we've seen him do it we've seen him do it early in his career uh, when he averaged you know seven eight assists a game and now it's not even about the assists it's just about like we're getting like Damian Lee tonight was fantastic because all he did had to all he had to do was shoot, stand in the corner and shoot open threes. Or he takes a couple drill books, gets straight to the hole. All he had to do. Bielitsa, all he does is run a pick, pop, get an open three, and that's it. Like if you get those guys to not mess around and start dribbling and passing, those guys are good basketball players. Same with Otto Porter. Looked like he got a shot back tonight, right? He's been struggling for a few games. So like all that stuff becomes so easy when you get guys like Steph to just handle the rock and make plays. And 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 I 
remiss not to say Jordan Poole was also great uh, getting to the hole today. He's not so much a passer, but like they needed confident Jordan Poole back. Yeah. yeah, they needed him back. He's been gone whenever Clay's back. It's been a weird kind of a thing, but not tonight. It wasn't. He was great. And, and I want to just throw it out there, like to to your point, like I still think Steph is probably at his absolute best when you have a playmaker like Draymond around him, because then you can really take yep. advantage of everything he does. But with no Draymond, he's going to have to sacrifice his off-ball game just a little more to get everyone else going. So you're not going to see leading the NBA in scoring Steph Curry. You're going to see more of a a balanced playmaker Steph Curry. And it's one of those things where like, okay, maybe the the scoring stats aren't where you want them, but if they win, who gives a fuck, right? Like, like, it's like, it's like one of those things they won by 30. What what was the final margin? Yeah. Um, I think they won by 30, 38, 38. And I don't think anyone cares that Steph didn't score 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if this is the way they need to play to win games while Draymond's out, so be it. And I kind of suspect this is how it's going to be the rest of the game. Maybe maybe next game he scores 27. Maybe next game he scores 15. But in general, he's going to have to be more of an on-ball playmaker, and that's the way they're going to have to play. And, you know, it worked tonight. Yeah. Dallas, for some reason, also played some weird defensive scheme where they didn't just jump at Curry every time a, ball, a pick came, which was very odd. Uh, I swear Dallas has been playing better defensively. I guess not this game. They kind of lost their mind. Well, I was, I was looking just sort of weird, clear, right? looking at the numbers pregame. Mavericks had the number one ranked defense the last 15 games, which kind of caught me off guard. I knew they were playing good defense. I did not realize they were top of the NBA defense. But <laughs> based on tonight, right. I, don't, I, don't know that, I, don't, I don't know that I buy that. Yeah. <laughs> For, for, oh, oh, D'Lo with the with the game winning uh, layup here. Um, yeah, I, the other thing about uh, where do you want to go from here? By the way, did you have someone specific? I was going to go talk. I was going to go talk Jordan Poole. Yeah, let's go. Let's go Jordan Poole. Um, benef- benefiting from the lack of, I think, motion offense. And I, I don't know if this is like Steve Kerr, Kenny Atkinson looks like he's back on the bench. Somebody reported. So maybe that's part of it. Some of the adjustments that they made, but can you just see how happy Jordan Poole is when he gets to dribble the rock? It's literally that simple. Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. And I mean, he, he's a playmaker and he wants to dance on the ball a little bit and he's good enough to do it. I think the hard part for the Warriors and particularly for Steve Kerr, is how to balance that between running their offense, right? Like, it's uh, – he could be on a worse team and he could be just dribbling it in circles. So how do you how do you get him to function to find his rhythm and be useful? Because, like, dude, some of the plays he made tonight were just utterly filthy. Like, he's super talented. His ability to take guys off the bounce, some of the pull-up moves, like, there's not a lot of guys who can do that at that level. No, you want to incorporate in the offense, but like you also, you don't want to create an offense where it's like, you know, Steph Clay and everyone's standing around watching Jordan Poole cook. Like you got to find a balance there. So, yeah, there, there, there is, especially with Draymond back. You're right. There is a balance because Draymond's not going to like that either or like that a lot of that either. Um, but, but that's, that's, they need Jordan Poole to take them to the next level. Uh, he's the, Hey, I mean, clay might be a creator now, Sam, you see the behind the back passes. <laughs> he might be, he called himself magic Thompson. So like, maybe he's going to be a third creator here, but like the warriors are going to need Jordan Poole to come off the bench and do these things consistently. If they're going to want to win a championship. So I just, I was just really happy seeing him do that. Cause it seemed like he took it very tough 
when he got sent to the bench, which makes sense. He's a 22 year old kid. So he, I, I think, and that he took was, a tough, and he was yeah. the starting shooting guard on a first yeah. place team. Usually, you yeah. don't get benched when you're in first place. <laughs> it wasn't because he was playing bad, right? Like it was just, it was just, it's Clay Thompson. He's, he's, he's going to start. So, um, I'm, I'm just happy for him, man. I'm happy for him, and, and and I'm happy for for you know everyone else on the team that played well tonight, including your guy, another one of your guys, Kuminga. Yeah. Uh, before we get to Kuminga, we I don't want to yeah. bury the lead. Clay Thompson yeah. six assists tonight. I don't know that he's ever had six assists pre-injury. The, the funniest thing about Clay coming back has been the, um, I don't know. We, we all remember game six Clay and coming off of screens and just murdering you type of Clay. And you, you forget like, you know, he's, he's, he's got more game than just being that kind of guy. And then there's a level of, uh, I haven't played basketball at this level in two plus years, Clay, and just wanted to show all the things you can do. What were you thinking with all those behind-the-back passes and dives? Used to like? I, I, I feel like somebody got in his ear and said, Clay, stop shooting the ball whenever you get the ball. It's not helping us, honestly. <laughs> I, I think so. I don't know who. Probably the only person that can tell him that is, like, maybe maybe Steph. Like, may, maybe Andre. Like, it's <laughs> the person that told him, like, Clay, I love you, man. Like, we know you're, you've been out for two and a half years, but – my guy, you are not helping the offense when you're chucking it 30 times a game the moment you catch the ball. And I think tonight he made a concerted effort to to move the rock and just shoot when he's open. And it's, it, was, it looked like the clay of old, right? It, it just looked like how the Warriors' I, I, offense runs. Yep. I, I'm just I'm just talking about those behind the back passes, though. Those were uh, those were. I don't know, man. It's just funny to watch Clay, like, dude, Magic, Magic Thompson with the behind back pass. Nobody, <laughs> nobody on this team does that. Well, Andre actually does that pretty well. But beyond that, who does that? I mean, Steph used to do some of that stuff, but he's kind of. <laughs> I think Steve has Steve has officially like uh, coached it out of him. But like, yeah, Clay, Clay has Clay is uh, exploring his boundaries here, and I don't know what else to say. Like. Obviously, it's a good thing for this team. Like, he, he probably felt a little boxed in when they had uh, KD for a while, where it was just like, all right, you're, you don't need to dribble the ball. We got we got Steph Curry, we got Kevin Durant, we got Trayvon Green. We don't need you doing that. You're just going to be a spot-up killer, right? Um, and now he kind of gets to do a little more of his game, and he's missed so much time. It's fun to watch. I, I'm still kind of in a weird spot with Clay, where it's like, Everything he does is kind of irreverent, and I'm like excited about it because I haven't watched him in so long, right? Yeah, this felt like the first time that he's actually good. You know what I mean? Like it, it, the first few games he's come back, you're kind of sitting there, you're like, whatever he does, you're fine with because it's Clay and he's coming back, and what you're gonna be mad at him for for not playing a certain, you know, as good as he was tonight. Felt like oh, like he looks good. He looks like that version of Clay Thompson that you used to see. So we'll see. I mean, he didn't play last game because of knee soreness. I, I, I was I was definitely concerned, definitely concerned, Sam. But he came out tonight and looked like that wasn't an issue. So Dr. Lou, Dr. Lou can rest. Uh, <laughs> but uh, hopefully he'll be able to play Thursday, man. He played. I think he played more minutes than usual tonight. I think he played 26, 28 minutes. So that's more, yeah. than, his, more than his usual. They haven't communicated um, what he's going to take his minutes up to. But like, yeah, 26. He's he's slowly getting to 30. I'm excited to see when Clay takes that first game where there's zero minute restrictions and Steve can play him 35, 36 minutes. I think we're still, I don't think that's coming before the all-star break, but like, mm. I'm excited to see what that looks like. 
I'm excited to see how that goes. Tonight was, I feel like the broadcast said it, but tonight was just like a feel good win. You know what I mean? Like they, they kind of started blowing them out at the end of the third quarter. And, um, and then we got the Kuminga show in the fourth quarter and my God, he's an athlete, <laughs> right? But it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to read too much into a, the numbers and the fourth quarter and all that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. This, this was, uh, this was, you know, their best day. So they're not always going to play like this, but you mentioned Kaminga and, uh, Kaminga actually started the game pre- playing pretty poorly. I thought, uh, he, he looked like he didn't really know what was going on out there, you know, classic stuff for a 19 year old, but, uh, like Draymond said, man, he just does shit on the floor that you never see. And and he does it consistently. Andrew Wiggins was very good tonight. And he has the same level of athleticism, but like he doesn't do it that same way, right? He does not like, have the same level of aggression, that's for sure. Just pure, pure I'm going to get to the hole and F you every single time. And uh, and also, dude, kid is hitting 38% from three right now. Did you know that? <laughs> I don't think he missed one tonight, and his shot looks nah, eight for nine, four for four from three. Um, I mean, sheesh. I'm still not ready to call him a shooter, but the shots <laughs> he was hitting tonight were like step one, right? Step one is if they leave you open and give you space, spot up and hit it, right? And then step two is if they start closing out on you, then what can you do, right? But like, you got to prove you can hit it when they don't guard you the first. That's step one, right? Yeah, and like, he's looking, and and he's looking like he can, like he can hit an open shot. I'm I'm not concerned about the free throw percentage yet. Like he's gonna be able to hit free throws at some point, even though it's kind of weird he can't hit them right now. He didn't go to the line tonight, but like in ge- I'm just talking like big picture, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, my my bigger thing. Um, so I want to ask you this before we open it to the callers. There's been some commentary. And some questioning about him not playing more. Do you have a problem with his role and kind of the way that they're developing him, or what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I think the way that they're the way that they're coaching him up in terms of the shooting and, and what he does off the ball and, and getting to the hole. I think all of that is great. All of that stuff we didn't see last year. The minutes, I think I would like to see more of it, but like I think games like tonight. Uh, they're just better players out there than him, like games like tonight, right? Like if, if Damian Lee looks awful tonight, then you're like, okay. If Bielitsa looks awful, then Bielitsa was okay. JT didn't play tonight in minutes that mattered, right? So to me, it's like, well, those guys are good basketball players and they're playing well tonight. So I didn't see a reason necessarily to play him out there. I also don't think it's necessary to start him. Like there's no, there should be no like auto, oh, auto. start. Yeah, Otto is a better basketball player than him today, January 25th, 2022. So I, I agree with you there. I, I think the thing I like, I, I just want to throw this out there. I think I like the fact that they are kind of tough love coaching him um, because I'm not sure he would look this good if he was allowed to just play 20 minutes. I agree. I agree. He's one of those guys who needs – kind of someone on him to bring the absolute best out of him because he's, he, he is that talented. Like he, there's two, there's two questions. Who's more talented, Kuminga or Bielitsa? Kuminga, right? <laughs> yeah. But Stop. it's like, who's uh who is a more complete polished basketball player. And it's obviously the guy who's in his thirties, who's, you know, just kind of played more basketball. So I, I think they learned from last year. 
with yeah, Wiseman I, a little bit. I, I think they did. And I think there are situations, though, where it, you're going to know immediately when Belly shouldn't be playing. And there are going to be games where they throw JT out. You're just like, hey, man, these guys, they're not able to play in this game. Just give them the hook and just put Kaminga in. I, I don't know if they're there yet because I think there's a little, like, you know, these guys are vets. You, you kind of want to do – like, I know Steve Kerr's a great people manager, right? And I think that's part of what Steve is trying to do. Um, he's trying to manage the locker room. And that's why I think, like, it was weird for him to say we're going to start Kaminga from here on out. I was just like, that's, that's a weird thing to do. It's not like well, he's – it's not like he's LeBron over there. Like, he's not – Start the starter. It also like, reminds. It also reminds me of like last year. They're like, we're gonna start Wiseman. They're like, do you know what you're really <laughs> signing, like signing up for by throwing a rookie into the fire like that? Yeah, yeah it's it's a little odd. So I, I I do wish he would play a little more though. I'm gonna be honest with you. I wish he got more minutes. Um, but yeah, I look man. He looks he looks fantastic and. And I didn't think he could shoot coming in, but they've got some fantastic player development coaches. I'll tell you this. They the player John Malala apparently fixed. GP2 shot, Wise, uh, Wiggins shot, and Kaminga shot. Cannot fix Steph's though. Steph's shot is forever broken, apparently. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, Steph had to <laughs> die so those guys could thrive. Right? <laughs> it's like it's like the Matrix. I don't know. <laughs> Most selfless um, superstar. <laughs> Light Years Podcast brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. I'm getting mine this week, Sam. I got fat over the holidays, gained like 20 pounds. So I'm trying to eat healthy, right? I'm trying to not spend as much money at the grocery store. uh, And I'm trying to make eating and cooking fun and affordable. That's why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients straight to your door, including farm fresh produce, that arrives with within a week, so you get convenience without skipping on quality. You can, like I said, skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in long lines and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. HelloFresh also cuts back on time spent in the kitchen. If you are like me, I hate cooking. So this is gonna make my life a lot easier. You can spend it on your other New Year's resolutions with meals ready in about 30 minutes or less, plus quick and easy meals, including 20 minute recipes and low prep. Easy cleanup options provide an even faster route to putting food on the table. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LightYears16, LightYears16, for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LightYears16. Again, that's LightYears16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get, let's get to the let's get to the goons. Let's get to the goons. <laughs> Mikus. Hey guys, first time uh, calling in since Jimmy Garoppolo ended my NFL season. Yes, so, uh, sir. Yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season. You know, I I was talking a lot of trash on Twitter, and even if Jimmy Garoppolo does stink, he wins games. I can't say anything. So hope you guys go in the Super Bowl. Uh, honestly, gotta. I said whoever won that game was going to the the Super Bowl. So you know, you guys are gonna win next week three times in a row this season. It'll be fun. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll lose to Mahomes in the in the championship. It'll, yeah, I mean, it'll we, be brutal. You're gonna lose to Steph Curry over the NFL, and it is yeah. it is what it, it is. Brutal. But um, yeah. my question seriously, we've we've now gone 20 games with this, so we're we're uh. We're, we're pretty far into it. If Steph Curry, if this is the new Steph Curry, can the Warriors still win the title if Draymond Green is healthy, Clay Thompson gets back to his minutes, and everything else is what it is? Are they still actually viable title contenders? And to answer the question, Sam, this is Clay's 10th best assist game ever. He's got four games with eight assists, six games with seven, and then a bunch with six. But this is his most assists in under 20, in under 30 minutes. So all of those games, he at least Ooh. had 33. He only had 26 tonight, so just some stats for you guys. But, yeah, if Steph doesn't return to form, can they still win it all? It's my question. Migas, appreciate the call and appreciate the stats. It's useful. One of the best as always. I'm not surprised Clay has not had a game with six assists in under 30 minutes prior. That that much I can tell you. (laughs) But, okay, what do you think? Do you think they can win? No. Okay, what if – let me paint a counterfactual for you. Mm. What if you get Draymond back and it's peak Draymond, you know, defensive mm. player of the year, Draymond, and you get this version of Clay Thompson out there. So now, okay, so Steph is an inconsistent shooter, but you got Clay, you got Wiggs, you got Otto Porter, you got Jordan Poole. Like you, you have more depth on offense. Plus you got Draymond anchoring the best defense in the league. It's not, it's not happening. It's just they need when when the games get down to like game five, game six, they need Steph to be the guy that dropped 33 in Houston in the second half. That is not that guy right now. I am watching a different human being on the court right now, and that's not him. And they if they don't have him, they're not winning. It's unless Jordan Poole suddenly becomes a 28 points per game score or Clay becomes, you know, uh, know, Pete Clay. But that's not happening this season. Right. So, no, man, no. I kind of think they can. 
I kind of think um, okay. if Draymond is able to anchor a defense playing at the level they have, they can kind of win with a balanced offense. Um, and Steph being a less efficient 25-point-per-game scorer. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Well, actually, I don't know about it, to be honest with you. I'm just trying to... <laughs> I'm just trying to present the counterfactual right now. Just trying to think of a way. Um, I, I, mean, they I think they could beat I, I Phoenix think, like that. I, I think they could beat Phoenix. Let me put it this way. I'm more concerned about Clay – or sorry. I'm more concerned about Draymond Green right now than I am about, like, Steph shooting 4% higher on his three-point range. Yeah. That, for me, that's a big deal. All right, Grant, what's up, man? This went on on mute, leaving the Chase Center right now. Uh, thanks for letting me on. I'm just saying that the Warriors need to get creative with resetting Steph's mental. I think they honestly need to either have them practice at Oracle or play a full game at Oracle. I think he, like, all, uh, you know, uh, in between game three and game four in Memphis, Draymond getting him drunk in Memphis. Like, they just need to reset his mental. It feels like more like that. I was thinking the Warriors, like, I was at the game today and, like, they lead the league and like guy misses a three and like angrily claps to himself. I saw both Steph and Clay do a lot of that. So there's just a lot of angst right now. And I feel like they need to reset the chakras if possible. Grant, I like that. First off, um, over under, how much do you think you'd have to pay Joe Lacob for them to <laughs> throw away a game and go play at the old Oracle where he can't cash in on the chase? God, it's a hell of a good question. I think, I, I think that the problem is like, Pre-COVID, they had the Benjamins to, like, just roll with that. But now, like, Chase opened at, like, and then COVID happened. So I think, like, financially, they're a little less stable than we would want them to be. So it's less like, I just remember, like, the New York Islanders would do that. They would play, like, they were, like, based at Barclays, but would play at Nassau Coliseum for, like, certain playoff games. And it would obviously be super cool as, like, a Bay Area fan, as a Warrior fan the San Francisco move, of course, but like I don't think Joey Lightyears is going That's for funny. it, to be honest. That's how how look how's Chase tonight? Chase was good. Chase was, you know, it was fine. It was just a mid week regular season game, you know, pretty solid. I think that people are still really into clay. I think they're awkward around Steph. Like, you know, Steph had a couple like rim out threes and he missed like a technical free throw. And there's the exasperated, like, ah, which was a little frustrating. But like yeah. I don't know. I think he's right. There's he, a little, that, is the, uh, that is the right way. It's it's uh, it's like this Cialis ad where the guy's like staring into the sunset and you're like, no one wants to talk about it. That's what's yep. going on. Yep. That's a self right Oh, oh man. <laughs> uh, it's true, man. I've never seen so much frustration from Steph, but. Uh, yeah. And, and what are you guys' theories on the slump? Just while, while I got you on the horn, I, I think it's like, I, I think maybe overlifted and like, you know, hurt a nerve or I think it's like a little bit of the Draymond. And a little bit, like, honestly, this is maybe a hotter take, but, like, sort of tragedy of the depth when the other, like, role players are playing well. It's less of the, like, pass to Steph whenever of the ball vibe. And so he's getting, like, a little less look. Hmm. Andy, Andy, give me your, your craziest theory on the slump. I, I'm – Podcast appropriate. 100 <laughs> – I'm, I'm behind the uh, – I am behind the take that I think Steph's injured. Um, I think something's wrong. And uh, I think he's playing through it. I, I wish he wouldn't, but he's one of the toughest, if not the toughest guy in, in the league, and he doesn't make excuses. And I think something's wrong with his hand or his leg or something's wrong with him physically. He won't admit it because he's Steph Curry. Uh, but I think that's what's causing this. But, but why is he playing through it? Like, you know, he's, you know, he's in his 30s. 
like he doesn't really have much to prove in terms of like that. why did, like, why, did Kobe, why, why did Kobe why did Kobe play through injuries? Because he wanted to be they're, Jordan. They're, they're, okay, fair. They're chasing a title. They're, this isn't this isn't protect your stats. Like this isn't some LeBron chase the legacy type of tour going on here. I think he is trying to win a title. Anyway, I'm not sure I buy the injury excuse to be honest with you, Andy and Grant. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna go with um, the ball. I think Wilson engineered a ball. Oh boy. I think. I think Nike was involved in it. As we all know, <laughs> Steph is not a Nike athlete. No, oh, that's a good one. That's a, that's my crackpot theory. You know, uh, have, you noticed, have you noticed Nike athletes not slumping with their jump shots? Uh, have, you, have you thought about that? Uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I, let's, I actually, let's take it one further. Actually, let's, let, the ball. let's take it one further. Nike is paying off the refs. That's why Steph's never gotten any calls. It's because the Nike lobby <laughs> is is preventing the NBA refs from giving him four point plays. Grant, I appreciate you, um, dude. I'm actually willing to just say he's in a slump. I think he's gonna get out of it. I well, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if I believe what I'm saying. Um, because it's bizarre. It's like it doesn't make any know. sense, man. It doesn't make any sense, man. Two for ten from three tonight. The mid range jumper was butter. Uh, it, it was fantastic, and I just – it doesn't make it, – it's, it's, he's even missing free throws. It seems like he misses a free throw every other game now or something. So I, I, don't, I don't know. He obviously is feeling it because you can see him literally shaking his head when he misses an open three. So, yeah. I mean, I, <sighs> I, I say it's one of those things. He's probably going to come around, but it is fun to think about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Neil. Oh. What's going on, fellas? How's it going? What's up, brother? Where can, I, where can I get that SmileGeat shirt? I'll send you the link. Uh, it's, it's ordered. It's in my closet. It's the result of, again, coming in last place in fantasy football. So uh, <laughs> nice. you can thank the Lightyear's Discord for that one. Uh, <laughs> the best. The best. Um, yeah, so I, I was just going to ask you guys, so what are your thoughts on, like, what Kaminga's role is going to be, like, come playoff time? Because, like, watching him, um, he's, like, he seems, of course, a lot more polished than I thought he would be. Um, I know, like, it, you know, when it comes to the playoffs, like, rookies generally don't, you know, do amazing. But, um, I don't know, at least, like, in, in spots, he can play like, really good defense. He can give some scoring sparks. So just want to get your thoughts on that. Appreciate it, Neil. Andy, you want to go first? Resident Kaminga guy. I thought you were going to take that one. Appreciate you, Neil. Appreciate all the work that you do. Um, 
I think that I don't actually think that he's going to play much in the postseason. Um, I think when it comes down to it, I, I think Steve is going to go with his guys. I think he's going to play Otto Porter. Uh, I think he's going to go with defense first. Uh, GP2. He, he, like Theoretically, Kaminga's a good defender, but he's so young that he's not actually good on defense. And you see guys like Otto Porter and Kawhi Looney. Those guys are so freaking slow, but they're, they're so smart on defense that it doesn't really matter. I think when it comes down to it, I, I don't know how much Kaminga plays in the postseason outside of like some like energizer minutes, right? Like maybe he'll just get 10 to 15 minutes this certain game, but I don't think he'll have a steady, steady role. I think you just nailed it right there. I think he's going to be a athletic body that Steve throws out there to change the momentum of the game, but I don't think he's going to be a regular postseason rotation player. Like if they're healthy, you know, Draymond starts, Wiggins starts, Otto's the first guy off the bench. Um, and then, and then Kuminga and, and, uh, JTA, they're kind of guys that Steve will throw in there if he wants to change the momentum of the game. And if they're feeling it, he might ride it and then he'll look like a genius or he'll look like an idiot, but one or the other. Um, I think that's going to be his role. Yep. Yep. By the way, that's also Wiseman's role <laughs> whenever, if, and when he comes back. So let's, let's get him on the floor first. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Easy. What's up? Hey, hey guys. What's going on? Yeah, I'm calling in from South Africa, actually. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, in regards to Steph's um, shooting slump, I think I think Andy might be might be right. I think it's like a mechanical issue. I think it is a mechanical issue. I think he's injured. I think he's injured, and because we don't have a guy who can like score. 20 points per game. I think he just needs to be in there just to cover the wins, you know, get us over 50 wins or so. And yeah, that's my, that's my take. Easy. Appreciate it. I don't disagree with you. And I do think, I mean, this is kind of what you were getting at Andy, which is uh, Steph is going to play through it. If they, if it helps them win and for all the stuff we're talking about, this team has what the second best record in the NBA. Say, it's yeah, not, right. It's not like they're slumping. Yeah, like it's just weird to see Steph not shoot like uh, you know an alien, right? I, if you had to ask Steph, and I think he he's this type of guy. I, I think he'll take this win every single day. Like he won't. I mean, he doesn't want to shoot twenty percent from three. But like, if you if you tell Steph that he's going to finish the season shooting thirty seven, thirty eight percent from three, but the team is going to win fifty seven games and and be the one or two seed, like he's going to take that easily. Or you can you know be like last season and shoot forty three and average thirty one points and then finish the play in tournament. You know what I mean? Like I think Steph will live uh, with this, but I think he's got that Kobe in him where. I mean, remember Kobe was playing through a broken finger that one year where, where, where he just had yeah, a tape it tape the whole time? Just ridiculous. It, it was either the 09 or the 10 playoffs where it was like he was, you know, four fingers taped up, bandaged <laughs> up. And, you know, the numbers weren't pretty, but win's a win. Yeah, so that's who Steph is, man. He's not LeBron. He's a winner. Hi, what's up, man? Yo, yo. What's up, brother? Man, so... You know, there's a lot of speculation about like what what's up with Steph shooting. Uh, I tend to think, I tend to side with Occam's razor. The simplest explanation is probably right. Uh, I mean, he's probably just in a slump. Like it's 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 probably not anything mechanical. It's probably not the ball. I mean, it might be a combination of all the little things, but you know, either one way or the other, 
I think he'll be fine. But uh, so I've been sitting on this for a while. Uh, the cool, one of the cool things about this roster is you, you have a lot of versatility. You, you go the, the, the main four and then, you know, big, small, whatever you want. But I've been thinking, like, I'm not sure that Wiggins should close in the best lineup. Because I'm thinking, like, if if Gary Payton the second is hitting jumpers, what is Wiggins better for? Outside of, like, obviously, you, you get the, the post touches and stuff like that. But if you could have a lineup of Steph, Clay, Dre, Otto, and GP2, I might take that over Wiggins if there's not, like, an overabundance of, like, giant wings on the other side. But let me know what y'all think. Ooh, I like that time because I've been thinking the same thing. I think Wiggins has been excellent this year. Is better than I thought he could play. And he's a very valuable player for this team, just having a big wing who can hit shots and defend. But if the oppo- – okay, let's put it this way. If they're playing the Memphis Grizzlies and Memphis <coughs> – excuse me, does not have a big wing. I mean, Memphis doesn't. I mean, who's he, that's what I'm saying. Who's he guarding? Yeah. What, so – he, I mean, he's, he's Kyle Anderson, G- <laughs> but like all the quarter can guard him. GP two's better at guarding Jaw, right? So why would you go with Wiggins over GP two in that game? Like, I get it if you play the Lakers. Like Wiggins, your best option on LeBron. I mean, he's he's really. I mean, well, they would sit all they would sit Otto Porter in that five. Um, I think. Sure, and, but and you, play you, get, you, the four. you you right, get I'm with you. Saying. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I agree. If you, if you're not going against like if you're going against Kawhi Leonard if you're going against LeBron James if you're going against Kevin Durant if you're going against those type of teams like Wiggins don't even think about it like he's got to be in your 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 five man unit but if you're going against a team who uh, is like guard heavy and doesn't really have wings who are threatening it's not the worst idea in the world to consider throwing GP two out there instead of Wiggins to I, I think. I think the the question is that should GP2 be closing? I think yes, certain times. I, I think the I don't know if it's in place of Wiggins anymore. He's just been so good. I, by the way, before the season, I thought the best lineup would actually be Wiggins out and Auto Porter closing with Andre and, and the rest and the big three. So I, I thought that was going to be my hot take. But it, and it, Wiggins has just been too good uh, offensively and defensively. I think in that situation, I would probably sit Auto, especially when you're talking about a small lineup. They're going to go Jaron Jackson at the five. And like cup and slow mo at the four, and then like you know stuff like that. And I, I would, I you would probably get away with with Andrew at the four. That's what I would do. But GP two would definitely need to be. I mean, there's nobody on this team that can guard Jaw except for GP two. I mean, GP two might foul out in like 20 minutes, but that's your best. Bet. <laughs> hey man, he's not a he's not Kim Paysmore. <laughs> definitely not. What Saeed. up, fellas? What up, fellas? What up, man? What? It's so, been a minute. How you doing? I know, I know. Uh, congratulations on the baby. Baby, uh, I also had a baby recently. So, oh, congrats, my man. Fun. Uh, who would have thought that Looney would have been out Iron Man this season? Yeah. Got to give a big shout out to Loon God. I'm this guy. But what are we gonna do for the month when Draymond's out? Just keep Looney at center and Belly at center. What do you guys think? Say, appreciate the call. I mean, dude, lot of Looney. No other way around it. I, I, they don't have an option, do they? They don't, and he. It, I mean, just def- I'm tell- this defense that he's playing right now tonight looked like Draymond on the back end. I mean, it, it just. I mean, Porzingis is not that hard to guard. I, I don't know what his deal is. He just he he's shooting threes on Steph at the top. Of the, I, I don't know what his problem is, but like that guy's soft, 
and Looney just easy. And it, and Looney switching off on Luca, I thought was hilarious. And it just it makes so much sense. It reminded me of 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 Looney guarding James Harden uh, in those postseason series because Luca's Luca's quick, but like he kind of moves slow. And Looney's the same way, so they kind of mirror each other. And Luca can get by Luca can get by him a little bit, but I think Looney's strong enough to where he can stay in front most of the time. Uh, I just I think it's hilarious that Looney's one of the better defenders on on Luca that you can have on this team. And I just I don't know, man. He's I, I hope he I really hope he doesn't get hurt because he is playing a lot uh, and he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for them looking to add another athletic front court player, but uh, in, it's not happening in the short term. So I, I just I just don't know what else you can ask for Looney. I think he's been phenomenal. Get, just, get, I think he's been phenomenal. Get Marcus all. That's all. That's all I asked for. Yeah, the definition of athleticism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's end it here, guys. We appreciate everyone who called in tonight. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday night. Let's go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.